Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And we've got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hi, I'm Kristen DiMicelli, and I own Garage Pilates in Los Alamitos, California. Ooh. This is. I was excited last night when we confirmed this because I know little to nothing about Pilates. Nice. However, I've been an athlete my entire life. Mm-hmm. So that's one era. If, you do, if you're talking yoga or Pilates or any of kind of that area, I'm not your guy. But obviously anything basketball, football, wrestling, track, swimming, I don't care. Anything with a ball, I'm usually stepping and I'm mm. above average in gotcha. my knowledge. But I love Pilates. Like I just, I see you guys online. I see mm-hmm. things and I'm just like, it's, it looks aggressive. It looks a little intimidating at mm-hmm. first. So I'd love to just hear a little bit more about like, what gave you the inspiration? Did you grow up doing it? Mm-hmm. Sort of like, is it what, what's in your background with Pilates? Yeah. So I have a similar background. Like I was always more athletic mm-hmm. than, than dancery, which is typically what you think of when you think of Pilates now. However, I stumbled upon it randomly. I was living in Redondo beach Mm-hmm. going to Gold's Gym, mm. and I went in for like a cardio kickboxing class, and the instructor had called out sick that day, and all they had on on staff to pull from was a Pilates instructor. Mm. So she was like, okay, lie down, and we're going to go on to the mat, and nobody was into it. Right. Like, we were all like, this <laughs> is ridiculous. Two people left right away, oh, no. hit the treadmill, and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. I've never been so sore in my life. It was so isolated and so intense, and I was hooked immediately. So that was on the mat. And then in Pilates, there's a lot of apparatus, like different equipment you can get on. So I immediately found a studio locally and just started going once in a while, and I loved it, fell in love with it. The history of it, though, is interesting because Joseph Pilates himself was a boxer Mm. and a gymnast and super athletic. So his vision was this is something for a lot of men right. and then maybe some women. But as it turned out, his path was he was in New York City and he started working with dancers who had injuries and he had such a high success rate of rehabilitating their injuries that it became known as like a dancer type workout, mm. which almost, I mean, we don't know because he's passed away. However, with his reputation as being like he he smoked cigars and he drank mm. stout beer and he <laughs> right. was a very militant German. Mm. In fact, there's this, um, have you seen the magic circle? It's like a resistance circle. So think of it. I think just I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. A, a, a firm circular shape, but mm. you push into it and it's resistance. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that that actually came, he pulled it off of like a beer barrel Oh, in his studio and which is really like kind of like a mad scientist yeah. almost right with the machines that he created and and how he brought different apparatus to life so wow. yeah he was something that's, that's the magic circle yes mm. yeah. yeah that one right there yeah, cool. exactly yep that's i think awesome. i had like a a perception of pilates um because now it's everywhere you see it everywhere totally. and like before i was like Cause I, I, I ran track and like we, mm-hmm. whenever we work out, it's like pretty like high intense, like you lift weights and like that type of workout that I used to do. Yeah. And then when I looked at Pilates, I was like, what is this? Like, is it like a real work? You know what I mean? Like, yep. I didn't really understand it at first, yeah. but everyone kept saying I've never been this sore in my life. And I'm like, oh my God, like you wouldn't, like when you look at it at first, you're like, it looks like stretching. And then when someone's like telling you about it, you're like, oh yes. my God, this is crazy and it's so precise yeah you can get into a position we always say like you can do it or you can really do it like you can make a fist or you can really Mm. make a fist and that type of intensity is full body like you can take it as deep as you want to a couple of years ago i want to say it was pre-covid i don't know it all kind of fogs together (laughs) but i um contracted with the los alamitos high school football team Mm. so i came in and trained them once a week and it was, I mean, first of all, rarely do I feel, I'm five nine. I usually don't feel short when I walk right. in a room, mm-hmm. but man, did I feel tiny. <laughs> I was like, cow. And also high school kids yeah. do not look like they did when I was in high school. They're right. like huge, yeah. just put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go in, the coaches are amazing. They're so supportive. They themselves had never done Pilates, but they were so well-researched on the benefits and mm. the idea of cross-training. Like, these guys run. They sprint. They squat like nobody's business. There's, we were in the weight room, just kind of pushed weights out of the way. I had 60 guys. It was so orderly. Oh, that's big, yeah. They were lined up wow. to precision. I walk in, and I stand there, and they're <laughs> quiet and respectful. 
And we did just a mat workouts. So it wasn't like we do in at Garage Pilates Studio where we have the equipment and they take their shoes and socks off and it's very, mm. you know, precise. They were dudes in tennis shoes yeah. and I just had them with some standing <laughs> stuff, some sideline, and they would like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was just, obviously I love Pilates, but it was such good validation mm. that they were struggling with it and felt the benefits. Yeah. And even the coach was like, man, they're really, their core is just tight. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It made my day. I oh. saw it, uh, a video the other day of like NFL players doing Pilates and mm-hmm. they were shaking when they were on these machines. Yes. I was like, oh my God. And yeah. like, these are like the top athletes in the world, like super well-trained mm-hmm. and even they are struggling with these like movements. It's crazy. Totally. It's One of wild. my colleagues, Kaylee is mm-hmm. in Kansas city and she trains some of the chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so all week she's been kind of posting she has Pilates and she has this other apparatus, the Fit Springs, and it's just been huge yeah. back there. And then, you know, you see it all over Instagram. Right. Like, oh my gosh, the Chiefs are doing it. Yeah. Which obviously is why they That's won. That's why they won, yeah, clearly. Exactly. That's funny. I like you should put that like on your guys's, you know, mission statement right. on the oh, website. Absolutely. That's yeah. hilarious. I like how you said that the guys were quiet and respectful in your first experience. I can only imagine how many minutes their coach had to yell at them before, like, okay, mm-hmm. Kristen's coming in, all right? I don't yeah. want any shit from anybody. Right. right like calm down keep it together so, so you came in like they're quiet and respectful they just got abused for 30 minutes like you're gonna hey, sprint for the day you know what whatever <laughs> yeah it's whatever like, works it's like you can either do pilates or you can go run bleachers for the rest of the day right. which Who's one in? is it <laughs> i'm like i know which one i pick right so yeah. hey that's awesome so how long have you guys been in business so we opened up in 2018 okay mm. and it's Okay, it's called Garage Pilates. Mm-hmm. However, it is not actually in a garage. It okay. started that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I started teaching back in 2003. And just the way life worked for me, we relocated quite a bit. So we started off, I was in Long Beach um, near like eh, Signal Hill area. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I got certified. And I bought a used reformer and put it in my garage. You can see there where we're go. going with Reformer that. is the equipment that yes. is called, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here to ask the dumb questions. I'm no. not embarrassed by it. <laughs> there are no dumb questions. <laughs> yes. The Reformer is the most basic apparatus that you can have. So they're probably price point four grand, oh, new and good. And I got this one used at at least half that. Oh, perfect. So it traveled with me from that garage to, then we moved to Northern California. Then we moved to the Midwest, to Buffalo, New York. And then back to Seal Beach. Mm. Okay. And then everything, at that point, the goal was, let's get grounded before the kids start school. Mm. So we kind of made that time frame. They'll be fine. Yeah. And then <laughs> we it started growing. And I had people wanting to come in and like several people come in. And I thought, this isn't as efficient as it could be if I had more space mm. and more equipment, right. more reformers. So it just kind of went on, and I love Los Alamitos. It's been good to me and the kids and the community. I love the businesses there. So we opened up a studio. A couple years later, I joined the Chamber of Commerce, Mm. and that's been a really great resource. I always recommend to small businesses, find your local Chamber of Commerce and just see what they can offer, because typically they work with the city, what we do in Los Al, and if um, you need a permit for a sign or you need some sort of um, help with your business license. There's just so much to a startup, like just an entrepreneur who's passionate about something and there's like, okay, I'll start a business where maybe you don't know the ins and outs of running a business. It's such a solid resource. And getting to know like the people, the key players in your community is very beneficial mm. when you have a need and you can just, especially, you know what, during um, COVID, we had to close. However, there was a caveat where you could do business outside in right. Los Alamitos. So you had to get a permit for going outside. There was mm. certain stuff you had to have signed by your landlord. I didn't know any of that, mm. but the city was such a solid resource and they were so passionate about let's keep everyone right. in business, which yeah. obviously financially benefits them too. Right. But it was nice to feel like you were part of a team and you had a support system yeah. out there. I like that. That's amazing. Totally. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in the Midwest. Okay. Near Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Ah. Yeah. In a little tiny town called Richmond, Missouri. Mm. Richmond, Missouri. That sounds yep. like something from a movie. Yeah, right? Oh, doesn't it though? Yeah. <laughs> it was small. It was the best. I loved it. Mm. I mean, you don't know any different when you're growing up. You're like, yeah. well, this is how everybody grows up. Right. But in retrospect now, because I have three kids and they're 
they do junior guards, Seal Beach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Damn, do you know how fucking lucky you are? Yeah. You know what's funny too is about not sorry not to cut you off, but yeah. I we see the junior guards every morning, right, in the summertime, and mm-hmm. some of them really do look miserable. And I'm like, come on, buddy, like I put the video games down for a little while, go have some fun. Exactly. Like this is a really cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like you're, and you just don't understand. We're sitting here in SoCal. Like there's somebody in what is it? Richmond, Missouri. Yeah, Richmond, Missouri right now that would kill for this opportunity. Yeah. They're just sitting around twiddling their thumbs, yes. you know, and you got the ocean. Go mm-hmm. get on a boat. Go do something. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I, So when we would go back to Missouri or my, my husband's from Buffalo, New York, when we would go back there, we would just give them a little glimpse of like, oh, well, when I was like, yeah. oh, see that field, that bean field there? Yeah, I used to get up earlier in the morning, cut beans out. <laughs> but you know what? Junior Guards is cool, too. Yeah. yeah. In That's a way. funny. What so drew then, you to California? Uh, the beach. The beach. This is funny. I went, so I'm Richmond, Missouri. Yeah. My dad was an electrician for, you know, Hallmark Cards. Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? So yeah. they had their big downtown plant. So their functioning plant. He was an electrician there. And they did an upgrade. And they're like, we need someone to go to California and Anaheim. There's a training on this electrical. So my dad got sent and he was like, let's all go. Right. Yeah. So mom, dad, me and my sister, Jennifer, we all flew. First time I've been on a plane. I was a freshman. We flew to LAX, which Mm. you can imagine how overwhelming that was. Right. And then we stayed at the Days Inn in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. And of course, we did Disneyland and everything. We went to Huntington Beach. And this was like right before they had some sort of oil spill. Mm. Okay. Back in the 90s. And I fell in love immediately. And my dad jokes to this day. He's like, I knew we lost you. Like yeah. we, we went to the beach and you were like, and I'm here forever. Yeah. But I went back. I finished high school, went to college in Southern Missouri. And then the moment I graduated, I was like, I'll see you. Yeah. I, pa- I packed up my Dodge Neon mm. <laughs> and scooted across the yeah. country. Yeah. And then it was, you know, it was a struggle. Right. Like I didn't have a job. So I had to find a job when I got here and just work my way through it. But mm. I feel like... That's what builds character. Yeah. Like now, my oldest is a senior in high school, and she's just kind of playing around with what are we going to do next? Is it community college? Because in California, that's way more affordable. Mm-hmm. Or is she going to go to a big university? And I think in my head, like the mom in me wants it to be super smooth and get everything together. Mm. But the realist in me is like, man, I hope she has some struggles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like I hope she gets out there and is like, what am I doing? Yeah. It just figures some stuff out. That's yeah. where the growth is. Definitely. Yeah. It's funny. My mom um, said something to me like a couple of weeks ago that really resonated with me. She's basically saying like the difference between kind of the generation of kid, obviously we're not parents, but I have like a little sister. She's 16. She's in high school. Okay. And she goes, the difference between like parenting venture was obviously like pre crazy social media, you know, at that point, Mm -hmm. it was environmental with you. Venture was wild. We didn't know what part of the city he was in. We didn't know if the police were going to call. We didn't know if he was going to be in something wild. We didn't know where he was. Right. You sound fun. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, Hannah's done a great job of really just honing that in. Right. But just, we didn't know I could be in a different state, like just very easily. That's how resourceful I was of Mm -hmm. like me and Daniel, where are we going? Let's go. Let's take the train somewhere. Let's Yep. Oh, so-and-so's got a car, 30 bucks each. That's gas to the beach, let's say, if we were in Vegas, right? Yep. So it's one of those things where my mom's like, the difference with my sister Lily is it's on the phone. Like, mm. it's the internet, mm-hmm. and it's something different to where, like, it's not a, it's good, it's a tool, good or bad. Like, totally. social media brought you here in the chair, and I love that. Now we're making a great podcast, but it's a different thing mm. to where, like, it's no longer, hey, Lily, watch out for, like big scary men over here right it might be like whatever the big scary man online is wherever that version is so it's just crazy navigating that and that's a big part of the struggle that has to get weighed in too is completely those things yeah yeah and as i mean i didn't grow up with that thank god because half the shenanigans like who needs that shit blasting all over line right so i tell them i'm like i don't know I don't know how it was. Like, I, you guys are in such a danger of be careful what you do because mm. it's going to get recorded. Somebody's going to pick up mm-hmm. a phone and it's yeah. going to get blasted out there. But also put your phone down. Yeah. Like you said with the guards, put it down. Yeah. Like, let's go out there and live a little bit. Definitely. I mean, even I struggle putting my phone down. Like I, like, I can sit and scroll for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it. Like, I do love seeing these videos and pictures and posts. But like... Yeah. Let's go, like, a few days ago, um, or maybe not a day, but two weeks ago, maybe, when that was had, like, a, a good summer day, we, um, you were like, let's go to the beach, and let's not bring our phones, and I'm like, 
Oh, I knew okay. that was a big thing I was for like, you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No phone. Okay. Well, right. what if I want to take a picture? I can't take a picture. Or exactly. what if this happens? Like, what if someone calls? Like, mm-hmm. there's always in the back of my head, I was like, what's on my phone? Like, is someone texting me right now? Is yeah. like, is, is there a new post out? Like, yeah. there's always in the back of my head, what is going on? So being without my phone, I'm like, oh no, this yeah. is... This is a little scary. Yeah. And, and growing up like that, like we'll get phones at like what they get them at sixth grade, something like yeah. that. So immediately, I mean, right out of the gate, you're not given social media, but it comes. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, like as the synapses are firing, like that becomes your coping mechanism yeah. and that's your dopamine hit. Right. And then you're in a pickle. Yeah. So putting your phones down is, and I struggle too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah what do you cool. use more? Do you use more Instagram, TikTok, Facebook? What it's your like? Instagram. Okay. Instagram. Yeah, that seems to be where we get the majority of our pull for new mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. and how like I connect with people, well, like with you, mm-hmm. and then just getting um, there were if there's a conference and they're looking for a speaker or something like that. Like it always seems like it's Instagram, mm. Facebook. It's funny because like Facebook will get older clients, right? So we'll get like um, usually the if we're stereotyping and just because you need to know like who your clientele mm-hmm. is it's going to be women over 50 that I get from Facebook mm-hmm. from Instagram it's usually people like me like moms that are in their 40s and that's what they get TikTok is where we get the younger ones right. uh-huh. and I don't have a huge TikTok presence I have like my handful of videos and then I'm like oh I don't even know how to do this whereas mm-hmm. my daughters are like you're TikTok and then so then I'll ask them to help me okay yeah. help me post this and then I'm always cringy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be like cool like your friends. I'm trying to get clients. Yeah. yeah. So right. their whole like mind hasn't shifted because they're still trying to be cool. Do they come to classes with you? You know what? They um they do. Mm. Not regularly. Okay. But like my oldest runs track. Mm-hmm. So she sees the benefit. And we have um we just launched the last couple of years a teacher training program. Mm-hmm. So we'll people that are just passionate right. Pilates practitioners will kind of help them and we have a full program. It's a year long where at the end they test out and if they pass, then they're a Pilates instructor mm-hmm. out in the world. So she went through um a couple of modules on that. So she can teach Matt Pilates, oh, but then fun. she kind of fizzled out with, but she was, you know, in high school doing other stuff too. So I was like, let's not push it. Yeah. This is, this is a resource that will be here for you. Right. That's really right. cool. Yeah. I want to hear more about your team. We love to hear about mm. leaders and sort of your philosophy for mm-hmm. obviously navigating your guys' space and, you know, who plays what role. And, you know, we just love to hear about that. Yeah. So probably information that you'll need before I give you the the rundown on how I manage everybody. I worked in pharmaceutical sales Mm. for five-ish years. And it was basically my first job out of college. And what I loved about it is it gave me a sense of how the corporate world works, Mm. which there's a lot to be improved upon, but there's a lot in there that sets up protocol and a hierarchy and how you treat people. Like I was never a manager when I was in pharmaceutical sales, but I was managed mm. by several people. And I had um, a different levels of like, you had a supervisor, a manager, um, you had some sort of mentor. So there were different people and I pulled from that, like, okay, I loved this style and I did not love that style. So I kind of had an idea of who I clicked with, which was in my tool belt. So then now when I am a manager, I know exactly what I liked with parent. And I think it's parenting Mm. and managing employees is kind of cohesive here. I can't parent my kids the same because they're not the same. Right. So I just try to be consistent in like my follow through and the rules, but in terms of like how I engage and you know, like you're even the volume, like I got one kid who doesn't give a shit Mm -hmm. and I got to get fierce. And the other one is so sensitive that the tiniest intonation raise is like, so managing the employees, everyone has their strong suit. And so we capitalize on that. So it's a matter of like, come on board, let's just throw you out there and let you engage with the clients. And then I monitor, I love running reports. Mm. So I'll see, you know, what clients are coming consistently to their classes because then they've got a following and then what do they typically like? So now you've got a teaching style. Let's identify that. Are you comfortable with that? Because it's what is making you money and me money. And let's build on it. What do you need? How can I reward you? And I love little bonuses. Like I just gave cash bonuses for Valentine's Day mm. because we had a leak in the roof, oh, no. like in the ceiling. Mm. And a ceiling tile filled with water and Oof. then fell. 
I was oh, in no. Tucson hiking the whole time. Right. So I wasn't even there. So the instructors took care of it. And I was like, and here's your Valentine's Day bonus. Yeah. That's, awesome. like, that That's was, nice. Was they, it from the rain? or? Yes. Yeah. Our building is older. And although it's just one story. So we get the roof and the ground problems. Mm-hmm. Built like crap. Yeah, just Dude. that's how it is in Cali, right? <laughs> and you're not ready for you're not ready for water like that. Mm-mm. The hardest part, because you know you're like a problem solver, and you're like, okay, there's rain, let's fix it. Yeah. Nope, had to wait until the rain stopped. Uh-huh. So day one, it's like a bowl holding oh, no. water, and we're just, you're just waiting for yes. it to drop. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do because nobody can get on the roof and fix something mm-hmm. in the rain. So it's just a matter of waiting. So that's. When things like that happen, it's always a developmental opportunity for me <laughs> to let go of the control factor. And just be like, you know what? It is what it is. Right. It's water. It'll yeah. dry. Mm. Somebody will fix this. She runs a tight ship like Nikki. Do you remember about the parenting where mm. like she's like, you got to parent kids different because yeah. they are obviously different. And yeah. um, we had her on about a month or two ago, a really mm-hmm. great episode. And she's basically saying like, I'll be in one room saying like, hey, you can do it. Like, you know that you're more talented than this. Like with one daughter, mm-hmm. it's okay. Like I'm here for you if you need anything. She's with the other daughter like, hey, you need to get your shit together because <laughs> like totally... you think that like you're just going to go in and get an A on this <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, you haven't studied one day, right? And then the other girl studies all the time and she's yeah. still like, it's just crazy how they come out pretty baked right is from what we're hearing Mm -hmm. their personalities are like how much influence are you really playing on what comes in yeah Yeah. and I always say like at the and you know my my, I have three teenagers now 14 16 and 17 Mm -hmm. and at this point I feel like I'm more coaching than I am like the parenting of you're not go sit in the corner Mm -hmm. no that that shit's not working it's let me talk you through it like let's, my big thing is before they're making a decision, let's sleep on it. Mm. Like if we, do we really need to do this today? Like just think about your options, sleep on it, meditate on it, contemplate, and let's have a re regroup in the morning. Yeah. But at this point, like the parenting, this, and I told my son, he's 16 driving now. And I was like, you, the days of you fearing me are mm. over. Fear, mm. fear the law. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, you've up-leveled yourself now. You're out in the world yeah. and fear me not. I'm your biggest fan and mm. I'm your resource, but there's other stuff out there that you need to be aware of. My yeah. rules are whatever, but the law is out there. It's different, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they have powers I don't have. Exactly. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I want to hear about how you met your husband. Okay. What does he do? He is in demolition and environmental cleanup. Oh, that's Mm. cool. Yeah. Do they like blow stuff up? Yes. And it's so freaking cool. Cool. Yeah. Do you ever go to the sites and like watch Mm -hmm. it? Oh, yeah. So we have a family group text. Yeah. And we all send like my eldest sends videos of the pug, Chili Dog. And I'll send. Chili Dog. Isn't that funny? (laughs) (laughs) Not edible, just a pug. (laughs) But my husband will chime in with a video of like him taking down a building. Oh, wow. Well, you win the cool factor in the family group text. So there you go. That's awesome. So we met um, a guy. I went to college at Southwest Missouri. Well, it's Missouri State University now. But back when I was there, mm-hmm. it was Southwest Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri. And a, one of my sorority sisters, her boyfriend, who I vaguely knew, ended up in Hermosa Beach when I moved out there after mm-hmm. college. And he was a recruiter. So he would recruit for companies like demolition companies. He would provide like forklift operators and bobcat drivers mm. and all that stuff. So he was also the social coordinator of the crew. So he was like, you guys come over, we'll do a barbecue. And he invited John, my husband, whom he worked with. And then me and a couple other people, just like I knew him from college. He met someone at the gym. So we all ended up there. And I would see John at all the barbecues. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> and the rest is history. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cute. Three, I like that. three kids later, right? Three kids yeah, later. Yeah. That's amazing. really cool. Yeah. yeah. As far as Pilates go, are you good with being sweaty? Yes. Yeah. I like that because Hannah hates being sweaty. No, I have to clarify. Okay. If I'm working out, I have no issue being sweaty. Okay. I understand that I'm going to get sweaty from at the beach when it's hot. Like, I understand. Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. get sweaty. It's in situations, if I'm just walking around the mall and I'm just getting sweaty all of a sudden, okay. that's what I have an issue with. So I don't gotcha. have an issue getting sweaty when I'm working mm-hmm. out because that's normal. I understand that. Yeah. But it's the times where I'm like, you're not supposed to be sweaty right now. Why are you sweaty? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's understandable. Yeah. So, um, like, and I, I went to Barry's this morning. Like, mm. I'm down to get, like, cardio, weights, sweaty. Yeah. And then... Um, 
for well, I saved my money and I made a big investment. And I got an infrared sauna, Ooh. Ooh. which I freaking love that. Yeah. But again, like you're going to sweat your balls off, right. but you know you are. Yeah. Like nobody gets into a sauna to be dry. Right. Exactly. You go in mentally prepped. Yeah. Like I know my hair is going to be a hot mess. I yeah. got my towels, my water, like you're in mm-hmm. the zone. Pilates is a little different because it's not so intense that we are dripping with sweat, mm. but there is a sweat factor. And right. we, uh, the big joke is, well, you work out and you kind of get glowy. Mm-hmm. You can still run errands <laughs> afterwards, but yeah. you might want to shower. Right. Right. That's I like hilarious. that. Glowy. Yeah. It might get glowy. Yeah. I'm going to start using that, but my glowy is not glowy. It's disgusting. <laughs> you're, you're like sauna glowy. Yeah. yeah. There's levels. There's levels. The infrared sauna. Tell me more about that because my understanding is it's like baking you from the inside a little bit. It's a little bit like a microwave. You know what? So it depends. Like if you have to be aware of what equipment you're using, Mm. because the infrared is more like you have to get a high quality sauna. We went with Sunlightened and it was, you know, we did all the research. I have a couple of friends that also got them before me. So I felt like I kind of piggybacked on their research, which I'm all about. That's good. And of course, you know, Joe Rogan is talking about him. He can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) He, he is a fellow Spotifyer. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um, but so it just boosts your immune system. It's like, a, for me, it's like an internal um, fever. So mm. what I love about it is like, if you ever feel like you're under the weather, like a tiny bit, not full-blown sick, but maybe something's coming, get in the sauna and it spikes a fever in your body and it just burns off anything that's lingering or challenging your immune system. Mm. And then, you know, you move on from there. But think about like a fever when you are sick and you have a virus and your body, you get a fever, it's to burn off what's trying to ail right. you. That makes sense. So you jump in a sauna and you're burning off stuff that you don't even know you've got. Mm. Sweat it out. And how often do you go in there? Every other day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I can tell you, like I used to have um, from running on the beach, I got turf toe, like my toe got really tight. Mm. I will lay in the sauna and just put my foot up by the red light mm. and I can feel like the mobility. I can just start rubbery. Wow. It is crazy. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. I love the heat. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'd be in Vegas. It'd be 108 every day if I could. Like, that was my whole childhood, too. It's just playing. Your solar power. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) If I could just burn it, burn it, burn it. Mm -hmm. Like, my, I literally just love Lake Powell. Like, that's, Mm. if we're not at the beach, Lake Powell is one of those special spots to where, because the way I work is I I can go anywhere in the world. I tell her I just have to be by a coast. There's something to where if you put me in the Midwest, I start to cheat. I start to cut corners. I get a little very fast, like within. We were in Sweden within a week or two, within three days, right? I go from... But I mean, Sweden is by a coast, though. Yeah, There's you're a right. coast. You're right. What part of Sweden? Gothenburg. Okay. It's Are like you Swedish? The, yeah. It's like the West Coast. I lived in Helsingborg for oh. a year. Oh. Jag kan prata svenska. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. Love that. What did she say? She said, I can speak Swedish. Oh, that's but awesome. But it's a lie because I can't really speak it that well. <laughs> what were you doing out there? I was an au pair. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's an au pair? A nanny. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I cool. lived with a family, and they had three little girls, And which, you know what, if you ever want to learn a language, just go to the country, yeah. find some kids, yeah. and try to speak to them. <laughs> right. Because there's no, like, it's primal. Like, we were just yeah. trying to, like, let's get your pants on and get in the car, let's do this. Yeah. Whereas with adults, you're trying to be a little bit more proper, mm. and you're, like, a little more hesitant with kids. It's like, we got to communicate. I'm not And adults switch about. over to English, too. Like, I have an uncle, um, he's American, but they, they live in Sweden. And he, um, he, they've lived there for like, I think 25 years almost. Mm -hmm. He does not speak Swedish very well, but it is because when he tries to speak Swedish, everyone out there, because everyone knows English, Mm -hmm. so they will automatically switch over to English. But he's like, but I want to learn, like keep, keep speaking Swedish Mm -hmm. to me. Um, but he's struggled like learning the language. He understands it a lot yeah. better. Um, so like with my grandparents, cause they don't speak English very well, mm-hmm. but, um, if they speak Swedish, he understands them yeah. and he's either able to speak English back or Swedish too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he understands it a lot better than he can actually speak it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, but everyone knows English. So it's really totally. hard. And they love to speak English they too. They do. Yeah. yeah. And they're very good at it. Yeah. So you're like, why am I struggling with my Swedish? Why right. I speak English? Right. The funny part is the oldest one, the three girls, the oldest one was like in kindergarten. Yeah. And so she would, we would be somewhere and she could tell, like, I couldn't understand what was going on. So she would translate by, because she didn't speak English. She would speak 
whatever they were saying, she would turn to me and she would speak Swedish with a horrible American accent, which is how I spoke it. So she was like, oh, I'm just going to translate to how you speak it. I love that. But then I could understand her. And I was like, okay, well, then you tell them this. Yeah. 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 So she was like our Swedish translator, just with accents, though. Love that. Do you have any Scandinavian roots at all? You know, my dad was adopted, but he looks very Norwegian, I think. Mm, Like kind of eyes are very prominent like the bone structure Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's funny because whenever i'm over there you know people be like oh yeah you got to learn swedish you got to learn swedish and i'm kind of like the return on my investment (laughs) it's like no disrespect i love your grandparents they're better than my grandparents right but they're getting old right Mm -hmm. so we got what best case five years of like i learned swedish it's gonna take me two years to learn right and then by the time i learn all your friends speak english your parents speak all your relatives so it's like what is the point here right just so i can communicate and at first i was a little butthurt because i was like why what are you talking about but then i'm like i get it like every person speaks english a lot of the movies are in english the music is in english like Mm -hmm. everything is very americanized Mm -hmm. so i understand well if i'm being very honest the cool part would be if you guys could be out somewhere and talk about everyone around you in swedish nobody understands that that's when we i have a twin sister she lives like a mile away from here that's what we do. No. But you have to be a little careful because there are a lot of Swedish people around here mm-hmm. in the LA area. So mm-hmm. like you have to be a little careful who yep. you talk about. Yeah. Uh, but no, I love, I love talking shit. Yes. It's, it's my favorite thing <laughs> to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no one understands it. It's, it's perfect. No one. I, it. When we were there, and so as an au pair, I would go to, um, we had to take language classes. Yeah. So you walk in and you're with all the other, I mean, from Estonia, mm. Finland, Poland, and those people, a lot of them don't speak English. The Finnish girl did, but we go in. And so now our common, our commonality is Swedish, mm. which I'm fresh off the American boat. So right. I'm not speaking hardly any, Yeah. neither are they. And we are a hot mess, but we go out for drinks Yeah. because <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> right. I love that. Oh my God. It was so funny. Yeah. But then we got to the place like at the end of the semester where there would be like someone and it was always like an American doing something mm. ridiculous where you're mm. like, really? And they would be like, Dietland, yeah. <laughs> which is your country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love talking shit about America. I oh. know. I love, love it. it. And then if there's one person that's American that does something crazy, now we're like, that's just how you guys do it. Yes. You guys are crazy. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. yeah. I'm with totally. it. Totally. I'm extra American up there. Yeah. Just unapologetically. Yeah. Just loud. You yeah. Know? You, you almost got to own it and almost, celebrate yeah, it. Yeah. Just, I'm not picking that up. Yeah. No, I'm American. Yeah. Like, people do that for us here. <laughs> you know, or we just leave it and it gets gross. Like, it it is weird though because um i moved out here se- seven years ago almost mm-hmm. um there are obviously differences you know from here in sweden one major difference that i noticed when i go grocery shopping in sweden is they don't bag the stuff for you correct here they do it you know mm-hmm. most of the time but out there i'm like sometimes i catch myself like waiting for someone to show up and like pack my bag and then i'm like oh shit i'm doing it myself <laughs> whoops that's my job oops my bad yeah <laughs> could you tip the girl and would she bag it for you I just slipped somebody a 20. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so because I think she's continuing on the register. Like there's just yeah. not staff. There's to just do one it. person there. Yeah. Mm, that's like right. whoever scans it and now it's the next person. But maybe like, you could flag down another patron and be like, well, you're looking yeah. to make an extra 10 uh, bucks. Right. <laughs> the guy that's sweeping up. I'm like, here you go. Just I mean, even the tipping culture in general, though, in Sweden, I mean, here it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But in Sweden, you don't really. Like, it's not a thing. It's no. not like they're going to turn around the iPad and be like, it's just going to ask you a question. Oh, my gosh. No, right? like, they're like, here's your coffee and like, bye. Do you want your receipt? Like, it's that's just gonna it. just going to ask you one question. Yeah. Do you want to give me 20 bucks yeah. or not? Okay. <laughs> exactly. We were at Josephine, her sister's um, spot that she works at over on 2nd Street, Best Swimwear, right? Yeah. And we bought, I bought you like a ring yesterday. And you know, when you that see the fancy. That was nice of you. Yeah. And when you see the <laughs> fancy iPad, right? I always get a little scared too. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, is your sister really going to ask me for a tip right now? You even so asked her, you're like, it, yeah. are you going to ask you for a tip? And she's like, no, it's okay. But yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was just like flip it down. Cause oh, you yeah. can't, you have to ask that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have to. It, it's just going to ask you. And then they want you to tip at the drive through too. Which that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, it's like, it's weird. Cause it's like, why don't you just ask me, Hey, do you want to tip me? You mm-hmm. want to be all discreet and weird about it and be like, it's just going to ask you a question and you got to sign. And yeah. I'm like, just ask me, do you want to tip me? If you can't make eye contact right. with me while you're flipping it around right. and saying, it's just gonna hurt yeah. then maybe like, we shouldn't like, be doing that. Turn around and they're like, oh, yeah. a wall right here. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think the one guy who I stand behind though, that should always be tipped is the valet driver in the heat at Vegas. Oh, for sure. Those guys are mm-hmm. working they work hard. Out. They don't need Pilates. They don't need any equipment. 
it, man. Right? They're just go and just sprinting <laughs> into the thing. And they get your car, AC's already on. Like those guys need more. Okay, I, I I'll those. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But though. everyone else, it's negotiable. It's based right. on service, like definitely. Yes. But the valet guy, no, always. Five, 10, here you go. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I, I, I need you all based off your merit. You know, if it wasn't yeah. good service, you didn't ask me how my plate was, you know, you got to play the game a little bit because that's how I am. I'm like, yeah. oh, you love those pancakes? Those pancakes are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. yesterday I had a plate and like, you just do the thing. Don't just be, here you go. And yeah. then I don't see you again. No. Right? That's right. funny. Have you always been entrepreneurial? You know, I think so. Um, what what fired me up though was in pharmaceutical sales. It was I, they they spun it, and this was brilliant on their part. Is you are your own business, mm. and we're just giving you the tools and the resources to take it as far as you can take it. Of course, they're benefiting as well, but it was very empowering. So your the mind switched, and you just kind of felt really independent yet supported. Like you had all the resources there that you wanted, but it was very much about you. And you need to motivate and here are your goals and how are you going to do it? And I love that. Mm -hmm. So I I try to spin that into managing the instructors at the studio. Like we have a pay scale and if you promote yourself and you fill your classes, then you get paid more per hour. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And it's, you know, we have five reformers, which are the Pilates beds. So you can only have five in your class, but let's do it. Like Mm -hmm. let's max that out. So I encourage them to connect with the clients and to get people to follow them on Instagram and to repost everything. Like, Oh, I've got an opening in my class. Like, here's the link, click it and join us. Do you guys have like a membership system to where people have memberships or what do you guys do? We don't. And I think it's because with the research I've done, it seems like when you have only five pieces of equipment, like I said, I was at Barry's this morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got a shit ton of, of reformers really of CM in Pilates mind. Mm -hmm. They've got a shit ton of, treadmills but then also they've got the floor units too so Mm -hmm. they can have i mean i don't know there's what 20 of each so they can have so many right a membership makes sense for them for us it doesn't really financially make sense because we only have five pieces Mm -hmm. of equipment so if someone joins then they book it out and then a last minute cancellation and you've got an empty reformer and the instructor gets paid on Mm -hmm. how many people come so now they're crabby because one's empty Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like we played around with it for a little bit, but membership didn't work. So what yeah. we do is class packages. Okay, they can buy a package, um, five, ten, or five, ten, or twenty classes. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. good. I like that. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. I want to know how you stay organized. How? What is like a typical day? Like, what does a busy day look like for mm-hmm. you? And how do you work your calendar? What are kind of your tools and tips for that? Yeah. So first, when we first opened, it was just me. I was the only instructor and I worked every day and morning, every day, night, Monday through Thursday. And so after about six months, I slowly started bringing people on. So now I have it down to, I'm in the studio three days a week and then two, like during the week. Um, and then two days I'm at home doing admin stuff and trying to like do all the promotion and the connection and all that. And then on the weekends we do a weekend rotation, but I'll always come in if I'm in town, which I usually am. I'll always come in and take someone's class. So my goal is I take at least two classes a week, always one on the weekend. And then I'm in the studio. When I'm in there, I'm trying to connect with everybody, like mm. obviously the instructors, but also all the clients. Cause sometimes if they come in, like if the, if it, what works for their personal schedule is nine 30 on Wednesdays and I'm not there at nine 30 on Wednesdays and I won't know who the client is. Mm. And I feel like that's not what they need to, they'll love their instructor which is fantastic, but they also need to know like who I am and that we are a small business and I'm here. And if they need anything, I'm there. So we just transitioned to, um, like in the last year, put a desk in the studio because I didn't even have a desk there. It was just, you walk in, put your stuff down and jump on a machine. Mm. So we've kind of moved things around. So now I have a desk. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I like that. And it sounds like the culture that you're building is very it's a representation of you kind of, huh? Like your Mm -hmm. fingerprint has really been on it and that just keeps things happy, right? It keeps things Midwesty, kind of very hospitality based. Yes, very, very Midwesty. I love that. That's my new favorite term, but it does. And I feel like um, there's a couple of big chains and franchises of Pilates studios, but they're big. They have like 18, 20 reformers. Mm. We have five. So someone who craves like a gem type environment or just kind of wants to blend in and doesn't want like special attention or to connect, they're going to go to the franchise. Right. Easy. 
but somebody who wants a little extra attention and to be in a place where, you know, it's kind of like jovial almost. Like if you're coming at 9.30 on Wednesdays, typically it's the same gang that comes. So you get to know them and it becomes fun and mm. friendly. And that's what I like. Like that's, it's a small town vibe. Yeah. I was yeah. looking at your sweater. Do you guys sell merch? We certainly do. Love. <laughs> we'll have to get a sweater like yeah. that. The that's green is cute. nice. I like green. Yeah. I was like, well, it's a nice color. Like we that. played around with it. Like we always do just limit, limited edition. Yeah. So I did pink ones for Valentine's well, Day cute. and they sold out right away. Right. And then I did, um, when I was back in Buffalo, New York, we went back there last year and we ended up like on perfect circumstances. We were going down Main Street and they had this like um, city shopping. So little boutiques and stuff and they're huge. Buffalo Bills gives them life. Mm. So the kids got a couple stuff, but there was this bit, this really cool boutique and it had like, um, like kind of the color of your sweater, mm. like a ivory sweatshirts with this lettering with white lettering it said yeah. buffalo bills and i was like oh i love that yeah. so i dug through the tag i got one and then i dug through the tags and found the brand mm. and ordered a bunch of tan ones like the ivory ones and had them printed and those went quickly too <gasps> amazing yeah. do you know what some. specific this is so random of me but do you know what specific color green that is is that kelly, kelly green? green oh i knew it was kelly green yep do you remember that school in texas i went to yeah. With that coach that was laundering money. Yeah. What? <laughs> so I went this to... This is the podcast interview yeah, I've so, been waiting for. So I spent two years playing high school ball in Texas, doing the whole thing, the full Friday Night Lights experience. Oh, cool. Um, I wanted to play quarterback for... This is one of the top schools, you know, in the history of Texas. I would say top five, right? South Lake Carroll. Shout out to them. They're a good school, good program. Just a lot of rich kids. What would you... Mission Viejo or something like that to where okay. they have, let's say, I don't know, 50 like really rich white kids that are like happy to be there, right? And then there's maybe four or five black kids that they bring in that are like real dogs that really just come out. Okay. And like two or three of the guys that I play with are in the NFL right now. No that are way. just like doing their thing and cool. it's really great. However, they had this fundraising thing and I'm a transplant from this area. I'm not from South Lake, Texas. I've moved every year of my life. I've been around. I understand, oh, we're in a good school. We have brand new equipment. This is a $5 million indoor facility that mm. they made like the full college experience mm -hmm. of like a high school thing the twenty thousand dollar twenty thousand seat stadium like the whole we rent out the cowboys stadium things like that right cool. to where it was that experience but they're still fundraising right they do the thing where they sell the little forty dollar fifty dollar oh, you know yeah. cards they come by they knock door to door right I was the best at that. Not in Texas, but like, that was my favorite thing. That's kind of why I got into like finance and mm -hmm. things like that, developing relationships. But I love that. If I could go back tomorrow, those are the like happiest days of my teenage years because oh. I got to meet my neighbors and stuff. I'm like, mm. hey, I'm Venture. This is what we're doing. Come see us play. You know, give yes. them the schmooze. But by the way, here's a car wash. Here's this. And you mm -hmm. know, oh, let me get my purse. Let me get a check, right? Yeah. For I went to West Torrance. So did she. I remember we raised like $2,000 just for me for like the equipments, for the jerseys that I never get to play in, right? It always goes to the kid that's like two years under you and I'm still in the old crappy rags. But the point was, was um, we were fundraising for this school, but we had boosters who were just fronting like everything. I just, mm -hmm. I had no reason why we were like supposed to be fundraising yeah. and they had us, you know, go get your cards, go get your cards. And they, he was pimping these kids. Like this coach was pimping the fuck out of these kids. Mm. And I saw it like immediately. So I didn't sell any cards just cause I was to myself, everybody, yeah. we got to get these cards. So we got to do this. All my buddies are like selling their cards. And I was like, dude, look at where we're at. We don't need like everything's paid yeah. for. I'm not doing that. So it was like a two week process a week goes by he's like venture where's your stuff at how many have you sold and i'm like i still have a brick of them like here they are mm -hmm. whatever you, you have to turn them in you better get them sold two weeks go by he comes in and it's like the last day and i still have a brick of cards and my buddy's like what are you gonna do and i was like you gotta know my dad too really big black guy he's been screaming at me my whole life like really hard on me he's a great dad my so dad's it's hard awesome. to scare you very right. much and this was at the point too where it was a pivotal moment for me because i wasn't you know, probably like your son, right? He's 16. He still looks like a man probably, but he's not quite there exactly, yet, right. right? To where you see it. So it was at that, after this experience, it got to the point now where I had to overcorrect. And mm. that's where you saw how I was to where I wasn't taking shit from anybody. Mm. But mm -hmm. he calls in this 16 year old kid and there was like three coaches. It was him, my position coach, and like the AD of the administration. They're like, where are your cards at? And I'm like, here, here are the cards. Like I didn't steal anything. Why didn't you sell any cards? This and that. And they were just grilling me. And he was like, why the fuck aren't you doing this? And he's oh just God. cussing me out. And that's how they do it in Texas, obviously. But just like, what are you doing? You, you're not going to be anything. Why 
aren't you pulling your head out of your ass? This is why you don't play. This is why you don't do this, this and that. It was like a JV guy working your way into varsity and just the whole like run of the muck. And it was one of those things where like, I didn't, like most kids would cry. Most kids would do this, but I was just sitting there just composed and cool. Nice. And then um, it was one of those things where I was like, all right. I, they were, why, why didn't you sell any cards? There's no lack of funding here. And I wasn't going to sit here and like argue with the guy about like, look how rich this area is. What are we doing? We're not like Cedar Hill or some school in Oakland or something like right. that. Right. And um, I just gave him the cards left or whatever. We ended up moving like six months later. And then once we got to California, like a week or two later, it was Hal Wasson, you know, allegedly gets, uh, you know, in the news for laundering money. Mm. He had a brand oh new truck. He, every year, the newest model, on like a teacher's salary, right? The newest of the new. He ended up uh, in some shady shit, but I saw that from the beginning. And I was Isn't like, that crazy? Yeah, that is I, wild. I was always a kid that was just like, trust your instincts, man. Like, yeah. if something weird's going on, like, I wasn't saying anything to anybody else, but I was like, I'm not fucking working for you. Right, like, yeah. what is this? But Kelly Green is the point because in that speech, <laughs> I got it's, back to that. It's I love that. Burned into me because he always used to come around and he was very militant on like you if you had to have your uniform just like the military so if it wasn't kelly green kelly green that's what we wear <laughs> kelly green there's only three high schools in america that are allowed to wear kelly green for under armor so oh, kelly wow. green is, it was so you just triggered something in yeah. me. that's all it's but you fine. know what i i love a good story yeah <laughs> but i also love that you said trust your intuition because mm -hmm. I think that message has been really toned down and it shouldn't be. And I feel like kids have such good intuition yeah. and then we beat it out of them right. and we make them like behave and you do this and you do that because that's what gets you points and love and accolades mm -hmm. when really all they need to do. And I feel like how much trouble would it save them? Like what would they avoid if they truly were tuned in and were listening to their intuitions? We, I try to talk about that to my kids a lot like your inner voice that gut feeling mm. like it's connected listen to it yeah definitely really? i want to kind of as we're starting to land here in the last 10 minutes of this episode um the housewife culture of pilates right it's somebody like me it is intimidating kind mm -hmm. of looking at that because it's like where do i fit in mm. where is my little square and i usually fit in everywhere but i'm yep. like this glow, I don't have a glow. What are you <laughs> right. talking about? So it's really cool because it kind of masks the actual hard work. Like I'm in because I understand like, oh yeah, it's fitness. I love everything. Mm -hmm. Fitness. It doesn't matter what it could be pole dancing. And I'm like, all right, let's try it. Let's like do it's it. cool. But it really is kind of sneaky. Like they're hiding it. It's really weird, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the, mm -hmm. the housewife culture has really put this blanket over it and it's pretty cool. Like I guess I just need to do more research and kind of try it and get out there. But it's well, really it's funny because cool. you do and and I, as a business owner in Pilates, I get torn. Like, I love the promotion that it gets. Mm. Like, the word Pilates is out there now. But also, the, whenever you hear it, like, automatically there's this, you know, a stigma that comes yeah. in or you get a picture. And I don't want it to be like the housewives right. all the time. I, we would go, like, with my kids at the high school, I'll volunteer and go in and, like, train their track team or something like that. Or, like, the football team. Mm -hmm. So I love when it branches out from that. And I also love when... We've got somebody, like a woman will come in and she's like, oh my God, my boyfriend would love this. Or, mm -hmm. oh my God, my husband would love this. I'm like, yes. And let's do a screaming deal on you bringing them in for a duet because we need, and this was the best date. Like um, last week, we randomly had four dudes and one chick in oh. class. And I was like, <laughs> yes, let's, let's post this. Yeah. That's cool. Because it is like, now people get, like fitness is such a part of our lives. Yeah. And so much of it is like the transition used to be like so much cardio and some weights. And now like 40, 50 year old women are realizing, gosh, I don't need all the cardio. Mm -hmm. Now I need like to manage the hormone change that's hitting them. I need more heavy weights. Yeah. I need more stretching. I need right. more bone density focus. And so the pull away from like step aerobics is happening and what is it going to be replaced with? And Pilates is my hope. Mm. Like, let's get that in there. Still building the muscle, building the flexibility and it's fun. Yeah. You're, we we got to we got to try Pilates. We yeah, have to. We have never, never done a class before, oh my but gosh. I feel like we have to we have to do it. And it's going to be really cool because all my expertise is in just like hard warrior shit just you oh, know I like, love like when let's you go, people come in yeah mm -hmm. just like <laughs> yep. we we hit a hill and we need to take this mountain up you know mm -hmm. what i mean we need to just go we let's need to swim to catalina yeah, yeah yeah so it's going to be cool to be like in a different environment yeah. i love that yeah 
Talk to me about how important your physical fitness is on your mental sort of well-being and just oh, in your experience on that. I think it goes hand that. in hand. Mm. It definitely goes hand in hand. Well, I mean, I think a good example is if you're used to working out and then suddenly you get super busy at work mm. and what goes to the wayside are your workouts. How crabby are you? Like yeah. how icky do you feel after right. a couple of days or, you know, like... For me, it's always whenever we have family visiting and I become all consumed with hostessing and making sure like that's happening. And then my workout goes to the wayside. I'm like, I'm the worst hostess after two Mm. days because I, I can't get that, that filled. Right. Tell me about hosting like that because we're very different on how we, you're very Swedish on how you do it to where like the floor has to be scrubbed. The napkins have to be in a perfect origami and like the food has to be ready. And everyone said seven o'clock. So at six 55, people are walking Mm -hmm. in and uh, it's kind of a Midwesty thing too, a little bit, right? Oh, I love a good Swedish party. Mm. That is where the (laughs) Swedish people know how to host. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from on this conversation. Absolutely. And they, their presentation is mm. on point. They set the table in advance. I love a good Swedish party. I love that we actually sit down yes. by a table. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to happen like all the time. Depends on, you know, the vibe. But like mm-hmm. when we have dinner with like with your parents, it's not like we're all just sitting down at one table and like, you know. It's a barbecue it's very, vibe. Like yeah. two people yeah. sit on the couch and then mm-hmm. two people sit at the bar. And like it's very spread out. Yep. But in, I always, I mean, even just the simple everyday weekly dinner like mm-hmm. every, we had when I grew up we used to always sit by the table for breakfast usually yeah. depending on if you know if we're all home but dinners no matter what day of the week it was we always sat at the table yeah. and had dinner together whether it was mm-hmm. a Monday night or Saturday we were always by a table so now I'm a little bit like why are we not sitting at a table like it's so what's hard. going on yeah it's it's growing up in Missouri it yeah. was very much like we had dinner and yeah. on Sunday like we went to church mm-hmm. and we came home and that was big meal right. and then later was snacks yeah. but it was like we had a system yeah and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And we, at the dinner table, we all had our seat. Mm-hmm. Like my dad would <laughs> yeah. sit with the wall behind right. him. Like I can picture it like in my head. Like I, I, know I exactly. sat right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And I like that. There's times for that. But you guys also need to be able to turn it off to yeah. be like, it's Saturday. It's summertime. Mm-hmm. We're and I chilling. agree with that. Go put some wings on the barbecue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all good. Just hang like, out. Like even last time we were in Sweden now, I was like, there's a lot of like, I have to put Dinner, pants on like, and table yeah. like minutes that we're, you know, doing mm-hmm. this. Um, so I was like, can we just have dinner at like the couch tonight? Like it yeah. doesn't have to happen every single meal every day. Um, but yeah, I think I want it to be a, a mix between the Swedish way mm-hmm. of doing it and like the And you Cali know, you're way. right. I think if you, you would appreciate it and it would be more productive if you did the sit down dinner a little less. Right. Like maybe just a couple days or, yeah. I mean, we're, the thing is like with three busy teenagers, mm-hmm. we've got swim practice, wrestling practice, one's working. So right. having a dinner at home at one time right. is like a crapshoot. Yeah. I'm forever trying to think, what can I cook where we can keep it on the stove <laughs> and people can just come through and warm it up and yeah. eat it. And then Sunday night, I'm like, we are having Sunday supper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be home. Bring a friend if you must. If yeah. you're out and about, invite them over. Yeah. Give, me, give me a heads up so we have enough food. Yeah. But like, let's come down. Let's. So it went from every night growing up to now our goal is one night a week. Right. Let's just have it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's all, you know. And, and kind of what I'm trying to build here is come as you are. Mm. Literally, mm-hmm. you don't, I don't care what your shoes are. Are you comfortable? All right, mm. cool. Don't come in some heels that you're just going to be pissy now at my table because, you know, you <laughs> right. felt that pressure that, oh, everybody else is dressed up nice. No, if you want to dress up nice, cool, do it. But just like, please come. Like, that is one struggle though you and I have though, because you'll show up in sweats and workout clothes to every I just want to be naked everywhere. And, yeah. And that doesn't always work. I'm like, can you put jeans on today? Like, yeah. I'm not they're, asking for how to have like, a suit and like I don't dress want the jeans. shoes but mm-hmm. like wear jeans maybe mm-hmm. you know yeah I but get we're it. working on it uh, yeah I'm getting better yeah. so. <laughs> well, well I can tell you as a Pilates instructor I jeans are now like super dressed up for me yeah I mean <laughs> I have my workout clothes and I have my 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 fancy yoga pants <laughs> oh your fancy yoga pants huh <laughs> and then I have jeans mm. which are like next level what's your favorite workout clothes brand mm. where do you usually shop it used to be lululemon mm. mm-hmm. i feel like that's the gold standard they yeah. changed their fabric content mm. and that kind of they lost me lower there. quality 
little bit. They, no, they got a little, yeah, mm-hmm. word got out yeah. and I mm. get it. But, um, but they still have like the best high-waisted and yeah. compression. They're good. Right. Um, Viore is a mm. close second right now. Okay. Yeah. Theirs is super soft mm. and they have, um, really good variety. Nice. Yeah. We're doing a photo shoot on Saturday and we're using beyond for the photo shoots. I like to gift each instructor one item. Mm. So it gives me like, it's a thank you for doing the photo yeah. shoot, but also like I get to control what we wear. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I told them, here is your pur- purple. We're doing purple. Mm. Um, beyond yoga is the brand we're using. So oh. I gave everyone a purple beyond yoga and then they're pairing it with their favorite black. Oh, cute. So nice. some people got a top, some people got a jacket, some mm. people got pants, and they're just pairing it with that. Nice. I like that. Something that I really like as you talk about like how much you care about your team is obviously we're young working professionals working on building our stuff right now. And there's only one job, the jet ski job, where I actually like cared about what I was doing. And it's because of the owner. It's 100% mm. because mm-hmm. of like the ownership and the leadership under that spot to where like they made me feel like, well, we were out in the middle of the ocean. So like my shit did matter. I had to be on top of what I was doing. <laughs> but like the fact where he was like, hey, here's what you got going. You know, he cared so much about what was going mm-hmm. on that it made me see like a piece of trash or it made me see like a dent on a jet ski. And I'm like, hey, jet ski 55 has got a scratch mm. on it. We got to make sure to buff that out when we get back. Like yeah. things like that to where, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even to to this day like i have my job but i'll let them know in the summertime when things get hit hey if anyone calls out hit me up dude yeah. Yeah. i'll come hop on the water and get you guys taken care I mean, of even but... like the end of the season dinner and like yeah. the little gifts that he gave yeah. you like it did really show that like what you guys do mm-hmm. i really appreciate and it does really matter because without you guys we wouldn't like we couldn't exactly. do this you know and they do matter yeah. it's like you're just stating the obvious yeah. because you couldn't be doing what you're doing without your team right so the recognition is so important yeah and my question is somebody who's kind of worked in the pre-internet era were the credentials and that divisiveness that culture to where you got to be like hey well hold on i'm the boss i get it you don't have to be everybody's best friend like that but Mm -hmm. actually show that you are a human being show that you like you do make mistakes or like hey i am excited about certain things right Mm -hmm. that's so common now or at least it's getting more common now Mm -hmm. but like why was that back in the day you know i don't know and i felt like um like when I was in pharmaceutical sales and maybe, no, probably not starting at the studio, but back, back in the day working in a corporate environment, it felt a little removed. Mm. Like we didn't have access to each other as like right now I could send a message and know exactly what the staff is doing. They'll, we have access, you know, all the time. So I know when they're doing great and I know when they're like, mm, things aren't good at home. I need a day off. Mm. Like I know. And I feel like back in the day, like in corporate America, right out of the gate, it was very much a front of, yeah, I've got it together. Oh, that's it right there. Yeah. And Mm. I'm very reliable and you're not going to see my weaknesses. Mm. There was a separation. I don't know. I mean, it was a hard boundary, but a boundary to the point of putting up a facade, I think. Mm. I get that. That's that's it right there. Because now... I'm the complete opposite. If I don't know something, like I'll tell you, I don't know something, but it's Mm -hmm. cool. I'll figure it out. Like I'm resourceful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Give me a day or two and like, I'll come back to you with something. But yeah. yeah. So I guess just opening up and being vulnerable is the key. And that's how you connect with people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You just have to. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more of a connective culture right now because we got LinkedIn, we've got everything. So you're reaching out more. You're typically comfortable with disclosing more and being a little bit more vulnerable, the good and the bad. Mm. Mm -hmm. I have two more questions for you before we let you get out of here and onto your day. (laughs) Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that myself or Hannah didn't ask you before coming on? Is there anything that you were thinking about in the car ride over here or, you know, know, yesterday? There is one thing. What's Mm. up? Well, I was listening to a couple of your episodes and there were a few where you discussed in and out orders. Mm -hmm. So I came in. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about the Flying Dutchman. Oh. Oh, what is that? (laughs) Okay. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Um, So it's not protein style, which is typically where I would go with it. Like it is more of just the meat and cheese and onion, but the onion is like the bun. It's like a grilled onion layer. Oh, mm-hmm. it's aggressive. It I love grilled onion. So aggressive. Oh, you'll like it. Then we'll get you a flying Dutchman oh, I love next that. time. My dad likes it a lot. That's love. the thing. Why In and Out's the best? 
I'm, thank you for doing that. We're yes. bringing that back to every guest now <laughs> yeah. because I thought I was getting a little scared that it got old, mm. but oh, I, no. I remember it's most of the time too. It is a good icebreaker mm-hmm. for, especially for people where it can be aggressive coming in on the mics. And that's why we're still in phase one is because we don't, it's a lot to have a guest come in and have lighting cameras mm-hmm. and this, and then be like, Hey, just relax. Like you have a very casual personality, but somebody else, does yeah, it, not yeah. everyone yeah. does that. And it's hard to gauge that. That's why we do the phone calls before yeah. because we've had some people come in and shit the bed before and then afterwards be like yeah i forgot to tell you i didn't like talking (laughs) did you understand it was a podcast (laughs) yeah yeah. so yeah remember we're gonna do the in and out because i got a little thing yeah we'll stick with it because that's my favorite honestly fast food joint and yes we're gonna get that in and out sponsorship down the road they're gonna at least at least just a letter or something an email maybe of like hey we see you all right like a couple free t-shirts right some socks socks. i'm all good with it i'll even take a pin like just anything and i'll (laughs) Probably (laughs) not the hat. (laughs) Some stickers, maybe like if they send it to us, I'm okay with that. But hey, I like that the In and Out order. Flying Dutchman is that what it's called? Flying Mm -hmm. Dutchman. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll get you one. Oh, am I going In and Out today? We'll see. See how the day takes us. But I like our final question to be. Well, first, how was your first experience on Natural Thoughts and Talks? Oh, my God. This was awesome. Yeah. Mm. Like, I loved it from the get-go. You were so professional approaching the possibility of talking on here. So I appreciate that, the follow-through. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was very easy to find. Yeah. I appreciate that. You would be shocked at how many people don't find it but <laughs> where's parking where's this yeah. I'm like, by the sand yeah you know, just figure it out yeah. are you ever a person that asks where's parking whenever you go somewhere you know i'm usually like is there anything i need to know mm. like is there a paid parking garage is there like a oh don't park here it's street sweeping like is there anything i need to know mm. but typically mm-hmm. i'll i'm pretty good about figuring it out at the studio like garagepilates.net shameless plug (laughs) Um, we have parking you can't see the studio from the street or the parking lot so I always have to let people know park on the corner of Florista and Pine Mm. and walk in the breezeway and we're right there yeah you just have to take that step to go to the internal portion of the plaza right so you know my whole career driving I've never failed at getting somewhere it doesn't matter if it's like Naples Rib Company if I have to park here and walk it in like that's always my I just have never asked Mm -hmm. somebody where should I park? I'll ask like, where is it? Hey, where mm-hmm. is it? But just the idea, people are funny though. That's the best thing about this podcast is we have so many good qualities that like we learn about. We, we get to see yeah. human nature in its finest. That's the thing. It tells you like little things like that tell you so much mm-hmm. about people. Yeah. It's part of an interview, interview process really. Yeah. Like, well, here's our location. And then, okay, you're going to ask anything. Are you going to be able to get yeah. there? Like, yeah. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, yeah that's it too. <laughs> well, it's and- weird too. Cause like if we knew that, oh wait, it is, it is a little bit harder finding our spot or the parking's a little iffy we would let you know mm-hmm. about that like i feel yeah. like most of the time like if if people know about it like I'll let you know, but those people, people are usually the ones where like, I've noticed just running the show, they yeah. do lack a little bit of like confidence within themselves. Mm. They're still oh, good people, okay. but it's just like a, yep. they'll park in the spot and they'll be like, wait a minute, am I allowed to park here? Mm. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, it's an open spot. It's not Thursday. It's not street suit. You're good. Yeah. Like, so they want to double, triple check the yeah. littlest things. I just send it like, yeah. we'll, we'll deal with it later. If it's a yep. ticket, it's a ticket. Like yeah. we're good. We got the 60 bucks to cover it. We'll yeah. figure it out. But yeah. yeah, we've budgeted for that. Yeah. yeah we right. budgeted for, I mean, we really, the amount of budgeting that goes on for Kino's messes and my messes around here is there's a good wiggle room to take care of <laughs> yeah, things because it is it's I and you do such a good job because it's it's really hard to manage like my personality and Kino and we're it's the the way I explain that dog in there we'll let him out and you can say hi yes. and he's worked out so he's very good but if you like the mentality and the switch that he really has is like he'll fight somebody for me right like he's okay. a he's a legit you know warrior he's a serious dog he's tactically trained he loves it but he'll die for Hannah like um, there's a, there's something in his core yeah. that's just like oh you know today might he wakes up like today might be the day mm. let's make sure it doesn't happen mm. but if I gotta go I gotta go just know that I gave it my best mm. all right so yeah, that's a great way to wake up and go for the day yeah. regardless if you're a dog or a human right. it's motivational you right. see yeah. him he's just like yeah I might die today but this could be it let's I'm go ready. big <laughs> go, go big can we go to in and out first yeah. yeah he does we gotta start giving him more of those little patties yes. too because yeah. he loves those yeah that's that's Kino's favorite order is like the little unsalted little patty. patty that we oh, give yeah. it and you see his pupil open up too yeah. and it's oh, just like that. but the thing is that i was trying to say is if i gave you that dog compared to your pug it'd be like if i gave you the keys to my sports car you'd be like oh yeah i, I could drive a ferrari like i have a driver's license but if i gave you the keys to my fighter jet you'd be like 
what are these things? Like he, that's yes. where he is to where he's like, no, you have to have a throttle, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a, Oh, I can't wait thing. to meet him. He's yeah. Crazy. So he's the best. Yeah. But the last question we have for you is yes. as we're growing this show and getting more name flow, who are maybe like two to three people that could be strong female entrepreneurs like yourself? We would love that. Honestly, if I could have every guest just be you, that's what we would do. <laughs> and just people like you, but just, it doesn't have to be a business owner. It could just be somebody with a really cool spirit maybe mm -hmm. in Southern California that we could reach out to that you'd like to see come on and be a guest on the show. Is there anyone that you can shout out? Oh yeah. Kat James. She owns Shine in Malibu. Mm. Cool. I met her back when we both lived in Buffalo, New York. She was one of my Pilates clients. And then randomly we both ended up back in Southern California yeah. and she has such an incredible story. Like she was a mom. She's an entrepreneur. She survived COVID with a boutique. Mm. She went through a divorce She's, oh, nice. she's got a story yeah. and she is taken over on TikTok. Like she was in like TikTok is what catapulted her. Wow. Yeah. That's her, awesome. I, wow. She's awesome. So yes. And Shout out to Kat. That's the thing Shout too out. with business owners. We were just talking about that, that balance between like online presence and obviously you guys are doing a great job. I found you, you know, like yeah, it's great. So it's like the, there's so many places that I want to talk to and I want to reach out to the owner. However, mm -hmm. I'll get on their website. Maybe it's a gym where I'm like, this is a cool rustic looking thing. And it's like from the nineties. Like it's this yeah. weird, like no number, no, no like I can't. Yeah, form. No, no Instagram. Nothing. I'm no. like, you guys have no, how are you how staying are you in business? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. What's happening in today's What's going world? On? It's crazy. And it's just crazy. But just, yeah, people got to understand that I feel like the way like boutiques or just brick and mortars are moving is mm -hmm. 10 years from now, it's going to be the at. So like if you're garage Pilates, but it's at uh you know pink shoe pilates or whatever like it's you're gonna change the sign to at pink shoe pilates because yep. like that's what people know right exactly that's awesome but yeah. is there anyone else that comes to mind um i've emily noda she is a very strong woman she has this um event every fall called women's elevated conference for the city of los alamitos mm. oh cool she works for the city and she is such a great networker I would say her strength is she's so kind mm. and soft and organized and strong. And she just encompasses everything, like every emotion and good thing that you would stereotype as a woman. And I know I'm probably opening up for <laughs> But like there's, there's motherly in here. There's business mm. in here. There's orderly. There's connectivity. Like she, she loves to connect the women. So she does this um, really good conference That's awesome. every year. So, I like yeah. that. Yeah, awesome. we're going we're gonna to reach out to them then. Yeah. Then. Well, hey guys, this has been a great episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I hope you had a good time. I had a blast. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.